to Gladiatrix. I am woman and hear me roar. Welcome to Gladiatrix. I'm your host, Malini Sarma. Every week, I will be speaking with women from all over the world who will be sharing their journeys, their stories about overcoming their fears and achieving great things that they thought they never could. So if you don't want to miss a story, make sure you subscribe. Before we talk about today's show, I would like to say thank you to all my guests who have been featured on the Gladiatrix podcast to date. I have a dream. There are 193 countries in the United Nations, and I have a dream that I can host at least one woman from every country in the world on this podcast. That is 193 countries, 193 stories, and 193 shows. So if you know of somebody who should be featured on the show, please drop me a note. I would really appreciate it. The Sari, National Dress of India, five and a half yards of material that is draped in many different ways commonly seen in the Indian subcontinent in the countries of India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Sri Lanka. It could be made of cotton, silk, polyester, chiffon, and even jute, and seen on every possible color under the sun. It could be affordable or extremely expensive. It's painted on, embroidered on, and even hand-loomed, treasured and revered, passed on from generation to generation, and every girl has at least a few in her wedding trousseau. Every sari has a story. In today's episode, we are talking with Anjumot Galkadam. Anju wears many hats, but she is mostly known for being the founder and the chief nurturer of the internationally acclaimed powerful movement, the 100 Sari Pact which is a platform for voices of women to build a narrative of their lives through the medium of the sari. This is that story. Hey, Anju, this, thank you so much for coming today to be on the podcast. I'm really, really excited uh, to hear your story. Malini, thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk to you. This is amazing. I'm sitting here in Bangalore. You're sitting there in the U.S. And we're talking day and night, uh, yes. isn't it? It's, yes. Yeah, it's amazing. I love the way technology connects us. Yes. You know what? This has made the world a much smaller place. It has. It has, hasn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes. And um, you, when I'm, I was looking up your bio, I'm just fascinated by all the things that you've done and that you're doing right now, but, and I want the world to hear it. But I want to start with your growing up because you are a communications major. Uh, you grew up in Mumbai. You went to Sophia College. Um, do you talk a little bit about your growing up and how you got into communications? Um, sure. I'm just wondering where do I begin? I'll begin with um, uh, Mumbai. Mumbai itself, and I'm going to refer to it as Bombay because it was Bombay when I was there. It became Mumbai much, much later. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bombay is a city that is, uh, not only is it nurturing, but it also, it's like a mother. It kind of pushes that child, you know, out, Mm -hmm. out, out, come on, Mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone. I really feel that Bombay has a life uh, of its own and and is a living being. I think, I think the city is a living being and it, um, it defines you in a sense. And I, and I, I say this often that my years of growing up and, and then studying in Mumbai uh, and then uh, working in uh, Mumbai have actually defined who I am today, Malini. Mm-hmm. Uh, I may have been a different person had I grown up somewhere else. I agree. I agree. I'm I... fully cognizant of this. Um, I, 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 and, my pet, and my husband and I is talk about this, that uh, when our kids grow up, we hope, uh, I mean, who knows where they'll go. One is in London right now in college and one is here at home. But we hope that they will work in a place like uh, Bombay, which gives you that little bit of a you know, a push out of mm-hmm. your comfort zone and says, come on, you know, mm-hmm. make your mark. Yep. And um, so, so 
you know, growing up in Bombay, I have to tell you, I wasn't born in Bombay. I was born in Haryana in a oh. place called um, Karnal. Yes. But I was just about a year, year and a half when we moved to uh, Bombay. So I call myself a Bombay girl and I call myself a fake Haryanvi. <laughs> Okay. So I know how to, I know how to cuss in Haryanvi. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, I, and even now, I think as I grow up, I kind of fall back on the, on the, on the slang sometimes that I've heard my un- uncles and aunts kind of talking or, mm-hmm. or, you know, in Hindi, there's a beautiful word, in Urdu, there's a beautiful word called lehza. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the tone, the nuance mm-hmm. of, yes. of, of a language. Yes. And uh, I think I fall back on that sometimes as I grow older. But I'm a Bombay girl. I'm mm-hmm. a complete Bombay girl. I grew mm-hmm. up. I mean, that, that, that's my home. Mm-hmm. Uh, away from home today. I, have, I, I now have made so many homes in so many cities, in so many suburbs. But Bombay will remain my first home, for sure. So was communications I, part of how did you get into that? Was it like, you know, you were just a natural and your parents were like, this would be perfect for you or you just kind of fell into it and you just kind of it just worked out? So I'm going to try and answer this question as honestly as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, my parents separated when I was 13. Okay. And it was not a very um, pleasant separation. It was hard, hard times for Mm -hmm. us, for my Mm -hmm. sister and I. Mm -hmm. My older sister and my uh, older brother were much, much grown up. They're 14 and 16 years older to me. Mm -hmm. And my other sister, we call this uh, our first and second generation kids for Mm -hmm. our parents, we call them. Mm -hmm. Um, It was a hard time. And I think that my mother found herself in a position where she was bringing up two young teenagers all by herself with Mm -hmm. very little wherewithal. Mm -hmm. And so therefore, for my mother, much like Bombay the city, Mm -hmm. it became very important for my mother and, and my city, for my sister Manjula and myself to, to make our mark. Mm-hmm. To, to grow up mm-hmm. and to be self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. And I think that our strength comes from that time. I have to say adversity, Malini, I truly, truly believe mm-hmm. builds character. Yes. And yes. I would like to think that we are very strong uh, women, very fierce women of the mm-hmm. house. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother sometimes doesn't know what to do with all of us women. <laughs> <laughs> That he's surrounded with the sisters and the mother. Mm-hmm. So that's where it began. Mm-hmm. I was drawn towards Malini. Mm-hmm. I was drawn towards communication. I am the youngest. I'm the brat of the family. Mm-hmm. I, I still the brat of the family at 52. Mm-hmm. I'm not taken seriously by my family, by the way. I must tell you, this is my, this is, I'm most annoyed by that. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but, um, I was drawn to communication. My mother, after my graduation, I wanted to start off with my communications degree. Mm-hmm. And my mother said, nothing doing. Mm-hmm. This family is a family of doctorates and postdoctorates. Your father, your sister, your, your brother has been in management school after his IIT. Mm-hmm. You cannot do that, Anju. You cannot uh, break the rule. Mm-hmm. You have to at least get your master's. Wow. So off I went to Bombay University and got my master's in economics and international Mm -hmm. trade and econometrics. Mm -hmm. And then I said, okay, now I'm done. Here, here's the degree. Now can I go back to what I really like to do? So, you know, (laughs) when I look back at it, oh my Mm -hmm. gosh, you know, I I did two years of very hard work. Mm -hmm. Um, It was not easy, Mm -hmm. uh, the the, the subjects that I chose. I made it more difficult for myself. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, learning never goes to waste, right? That's true. It, it's in me. I'm an economist too, mm-hmm. uh, in, including everything else that's in the mix that I am. Mm-hmm. So then I, then I came back to communications and I've, I had always seen this particular course offered in, in, in the twin uh, college of where I went. I went to an all-girls school, all-girls college. Mm-hmm. And this was, um, in fact, in the polytechnic of the college that was... Um, sort of uh, affiliated with ours okay and it had a course called social communications media it fascinated me it had radio mm-hmm. it had television it had pr it had advertising it had ethics of journalism mm-hmm. all things that i was drawn to i remember as a little child um i grew up as i'm sure you remember this too i grew up with radio mm-hmm. yep 
as a child um, in India, there used to be this very prolific uh, program called Inspector Eagle, mm-hmm. which was this, um, you, you know, the storytelling with all the sound effects, SFX and stuff about this inspector that solved all, all of the, all of the, I don't know, murders, thrilling, mm-hmm. whatever, the plots. Mm-hmm. And television actually came only during, when did it come? During Asian Games? Yes, yes. Right? It was in the right? 80s, like, yeah. Yes, early yes. 80s, yep. so Television only came then and it was magic. Yeah. Right? I remember I color think, television was like, wow. Oh my gosh. Yes, <laughs> yes. We used, to be, we used to have this television called ECTV, the brand, I remember. Mm-hmm. And it was one of, one of the few homes in our society where we lived, mm-hmm. um, in, our, in our enclave for, mm-hmm. for, for people who live abroad. Society is a very Indian term yes. for a, a, a group of mm-hmm. um, buildings that are in an enclave in that yes. sense. Yep. So in this enclave that I lived, I think ours was the first home that had a television and maybe all of three homes that had a television for about a couple of years. It was expensive. It was mm-hmm. expensive. Mm-hmm. But that magic, I remember sitting down and very, it was just a, a state-owned um, a broadcasting, Doordarshan mm-hmm. it was yep. at that time. Yep. And... Um, but just the magic of television, the fact that there are there are three tubes, the RBG, and it sends out, and then, ooh, it's like aliens have come come home, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> it's, fascinating. We take, yes. yes, I think we take as a people, as a mm-hmm. people collectively. I say this for the world. We have begun to take magic for granted. I know. We have begun to take sad? inventions and discoveries for granted. Yes. You turn on a switch and a, and a room is filled with light. I'm, mm. I, I'm like a child even today. I'm like, oh, let there be light. There is light in this room. Or, you know, <laughs> and, and television was like that for me. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that we could bring home people. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would entertain us? Who would inform us? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the news readers were just this poise that they had, the yes. grace that they had on Indian television at that time yes. were just exemplary. And I think that kind of sparked my interest. So I'm going mm. back and forth here. Uh-huh. And I think that that sparked my interest, but I may not have realized it then. Mm-hmm. I may not have um, put it into so many words. Mm-hmm. I, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. but I think that that's what sparked my interest. Okay. So off I went to do my social communications media course and I, um, I chose my major as television mm-hmm. and I then had to do an internship for two months before I got my degree mm-hmm. and um, I took an internship in television. I, okay. I, I did not want to do advertising. I was sort of the kind of person that I am. I think mm-hmm. I would have uh, possibly had a little bit, bit of violence in a in, mm-hmm. in, 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 a, <laughs> in a conference room when the client said that I had to make the woman wear red lipstick and yes. sell yes. Um, uh, an air conditioner. Yes, yes. <laughs> because by then I was a strong woman, you see. Yes, yes, um, yes. So, so yeah, advertising is not my thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really not my thing. I, I, I prefer a more honest, more, um, more, more direct communication. And I thought television was fascinating. Also, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. television was fascinating at that time. This is the early 90s, 92, mm-hmm. 93. Mm-hmm. India was going through um, a, a big change. We mm-hmm. had satellite television come to us mm-hmm. around that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the monopoly of the state uh, station, Doordarshan, mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. given way to... Uh, satellite television and there was a plethora of platforms coming in it mm-hmm. was a very exciting time it was a mm-hmm. nascent media mm-hmm. there were no um, qualified television artists or mm-hmm. television crew mm-hmm. it was more um, a fallout of a film crew that would come and do something mm-hmm. I think I and a couple of people one year down and one year up mm-hmm. were the first few professionals of television, wow. professionally trained in television, if mm-hmm. I can say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and of course, I'm saying that outside of Doodarshan, right? right Doodarshan right, right. itself was a, like a big mammoth industry in itself, yes, yes. but mm-hmm. there, there were homegrown talent mm-hmm. over there. Right. Uh, and again, it, even there, uh, if you remember, a lot of them came from radio. Mm-hmm. So it's always that, right? There's a yes. cross-pollination of of mediums and then one medium kind of settles down in its own identity Mm -hmm. and I think that we were uh, able to give that identity to television so it was a very exciting time nascent Mm -hmm. medium Mm -hmm. so we were like Alice in one 
Wonderland, you know, gaping and and performing at the same yes. time. Yes, it was and, like drinking um, from the fire hose because there was so much. That, uh, oh, completely, completely. I think one week into it, and I knew I had found what I wanted to do. That's awesome. That's it really was amazing. Cool. Mm-hmm. I, I say this, it, 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 it was, and you know why? And I think, you know, the, now as I continue to talk, you will find that I, I kind of have almost a theme in my life. Mm-hmm. I was surrounded by amazing people, Malini. That's, that's, really, that's really cool. Because not everybody has that. So I think you were, true, you're very lucky. True. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was. I was very lucky to have an amazing boss, Amit Khanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, we were not, we were not um, the innocent angels who didn't know what was happening in every industry and didn't feel the brunt of it. You know, mm-hmm. being a woman, trying to, trying to sort of set up mm-hmm. your name in it, you get all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Being young, 23, I was right. when, when I went into television. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had an amazing boss who shielded us from a lot of things and who, who believed in us, Malini. That's very empowering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's very empowering to have someone believe in you mm-hmm. and give you the baton and say, run with it. I trust mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think, and you know, we still stay in touch with him. Our, mm-hmm. our erstwhile boss, who mm-hmm. we say is the father of television in that sense. Mm-hmm. He's a prolific writer. Um, amazing, amazing man. Mm-hmm. And he, he taught us sometimes even what not to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. but a lot of times what to do mm-hmm. uh, in the game of life not just in television oh, okay. and till today I thank him for that really for me he was um, um, when I look back he was he was perhaps the father figure I never had Okay. in terms of setting direction mm. not in terms of uh, I don't mean father figure in terms right, of right. affection and, right, right, you know right. what I'm saying right, 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 right. sort of you know the figure who kind of set me off on a journey and said, mm-hmm. I got your back. Right. You see, he was your yeah. compass. He kind of told you which way to yeah. go. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. And like I said, surrounded by amazing people. And you know, amazing, amazing energy makes magic happen. And um, we were all learning on the job. We were all working hard. We didn't know what sleep was. We were working day and night. It's so mm-hmm. exciting, right? Mm-hmm. You think the world sort of, uh, is, is, is balanced on your shoulders. You take mm-hmm. that responsibility so, so seriously. Mm-hmm. I did mm-hmm. that for about 13 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did everything. Short of uh, running the tape on, on my fingers, mm-hmm. I did everything. I presented, I produced, I interviewed, I directed, mm-hmm. I scripted, mm-hmm. I made documentaries. I became a bureau chief within the first two years of working. Mm-hmm. The youngest bureau chief, actually. I trained and it was such a ride. I, I really feel like I lived a lifetime in those 13, 14 years of my working, mainly because it was a nascent medium and it went boom, 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 mm-hmm. boom from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were just at the right place at the right time. And if we were willing to put in the grit mm-hmm. and the determination and the hard work, mm-hmm. we saw results. Ah. So were you, were you like the only woman or were the other women like you? I mean, how? how? um, So a lot of it, like I said, was a fallout of um, of films and Mm -hmm. films. um, uh, Typically, the crew is all men. Okay. Uh, Of course, that has changed drastically now, right? Everywhere in the world, including Mm -hmm. India. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, I uh, would be on a crew the only woman. Wow, and you didn't have in my career. And, and you never had any issues as far as, you know, giving direction and the men actually taking direction? Did you have, <laughs> or you had, you had that, uh, what do you call magic that they just kind of, yes, ma'am, whatever you say. Um, yes and no. Okay. Yes and no. Uh, and remember that there were other women working also. And they, so I think everyone sort of paved the way for others, <laughs> you know, with, with the crew for the others in that sense. You know, if someone had a, had an episode, then mm-hmm. they talked about it and we sort of dealt with it mm-hmm. uh, with this very gracious man, like I said. But I'll tell you something. I learned, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it to my mother. Mm-hmm. I learned to do that balance well. Mm-hmm. very early okay very early 
if I am a people person, it's of course everything, all my, my apperceptive background, mm-hmm. but it's definitely what my mother has taught me, how to do things graciously, mm-hmm. how to back off, how to give in. I, you know, I'm a yoga teacher now and I always say, when I ask people, what kind of tree are you? And they say, you know, as mighty as the oak. Mm-hmm. And I always say, I'm a bamboo. Mm-hmm. I'll bend, but I won't break. Yes. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I learned to negotiate. Mm-hmm. I learned the art of negotiation uh, in what I wanted to be, in what I wanted to do and carrying these people are, uh, along. I remember that uh, um, it, 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 it's, you know, they would call me uh, the disciplinarian really. And I was just 23 or 24 by this time. And I was like, you know, I was working with men who were 40 and 45 and, you know, the cameramen or whatever. But um, I had rules no one drinks on my watch only after I call for backup do people start drinking. You know, mm-hmm. we would be, uh, you can imagine we would be at press conferences, you know, it was Bombay. So mm-hmm. even though I didn't do the Bollywood thing, sometimes I was covering up for someone. We were landing up at a Bollywood shoot or whatever, but mm-hmm. there were rules. And I, and I have to say that almost everyone stuff, if they didn't stick by the rules, I, I called it. Mm-hmm. I called it. There were rules. Mm-hmm. I was treated wonderfully. I was always given the front seat next to the driver while they all sort of packed themselves like sardines at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I remember any particular incident I'm, where anybody questioned you know, your authority? You know, where they're like, "Who are you? Are you the boss of me?" Kind of thing, and you kind of put them in their place. Mm-hmm. But you never had. You never had really had to worry about that because they respected you. Know, I'm you. sure I did. I'm sure <laughs> I did, and I think I've just forgotten because for a woman, it's a bit of a powerful course, isn't it? Oh yeah. I I, I don't oh, yeah. know any woman who would say I've never faced something like that. Oh, I mean, she's yeah. damn lucky. Yeah. She's damn lucky if she hasn't faced that. Um, nothing comes to me, but I'm sure I dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Nothing really comes to me. I'm sure I dealt with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there was, there was no prolific moments of, uh, oh my God, this happened and I had to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I did it. I did okay. it. I'm a mm-hmm. strong woman. I can deal with it. I don't, I don't make a big fuss out of things. Okay. And I, and I think that's a, I think that's a trait of most strong women is like, they're like, you know, we'll just deal with it. It's easier for, for me to do it than ask somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was, you know, as, as I went along, I in fact hired many, many women into the, into the fold and now they're heading channels in India and I'm so proud of them really. That's um, awesome. And now when I meet them, uh, they tell me, you say this for Amit and you did it for us. So I'm glad that I learned well from my boss that I, this is the way I need to look after my team. Mm-hmm. And um, they've all sort of gone out and done amazing things, all strong women. Mm-hmm. Yes, we've all faced the, I'm not listening to you. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, I mean, you know, in India, patriarchy is like, oh my God, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, there are men who don't know any other way because, right. because of the way they've been brought up. And also right. it's, it's kind of a cross society kind of coming together, right? I mean, your, your recordist or your, your, your uh, light man is coming from a different kind of socioeconomic background. Right. You're coming from a different one. They expect us differently. And that's what I mean, that if it meant for me to say namaste dada, which is mm-hmm. a greeting saying, uh, you know, uh, good morning, brother, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Dada is brother in, 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 in Hindi. Mm-hmm. Um, then I would do it right. because it was okay. It was okay. I didn't have to make them say good morning, ma'am to me. Right. That, I, I was never on that trip. Okay. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, and you stayed, you were in that industry for more than 20 years and then you pivoted from working, you know, for a company to starting your own. Um, mm. how did, how did that come about? Was that, you know, was it a life moment that you made say, okay, now it's time for me to move or mm. was it something mm. that you're like, okay, now, you know, there are enough people there that can handle it. Now I need to go off on my own. How did that, how, what is, what was the seed that kind of started? Um, so it was a life, um, life decision, I would say. Uh, my husband and I were married by that time uh, for about three and a half years, I think. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted to have children. Okay. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew that I wanted to have children. Uh, I was pushing 30 by that time, 30, 31, I think. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I, I, and he was he he had actually pivoted in his work and and decided to chase um, the IT sector as as a uh, as a goal. Mm-hmm. And then he mo- he decided to move to Bangalore. And at that time, Malini, I must confess, I was on a bit of a burnout mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. television. It's very demanding. Yes. And I had some very demanding times. I covered the whole Harshad Mehta scam, mm-hmm. the whole bank scam. Mm-hmm. I used to go into jail to do his interviews. Mm-hmm. I did that. I used to cover the stock market mm-hmm. every single Friday. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to be in the well of the stock market when the bombs went off. But just that day, it had got cancelled. And everyone wow. was looking for me and realized I wasn't there. So, you know, the Bombay, riot, <laughs> the Bombay um, uh, uh, bombs, bombs that went off in Bombay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bombay riots happened uh, while I was uh, I was there. You know, the army mm-hmm. was out. And we used to mm-hmm. go around with press press mm-hmm. stickers on our little Maruti dinky cars, I call mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. Uh, and drive around. So I was I was burnt out. Okay. I, I, a true confession. I was mm-hmm. burnt out. Mm-hmm. I was beginning to burn out. And I thought, you know, before, I, I, and there was much of the same coming at me after a while. Mm-hmm. I had built many, many projects, but there was much of the same coming to me. And I was ready for a bit of a break. I'd also been working from the time that I was almost 14. Mm-hmm. I used to, I paid for my education by doing tuitions. I used to take tuitions for kids. Uh, I did some odd work here, there, higher purchase, something or the other. I had been working from the time that I was 14 and I think I was ready to take a bit of a break. Okay. So that is what prompted the move uh, to Bangalore. Mm. And the husband came here. I said, you go along, you stay there for about three months. You see how you're liking it. And then I'm going to put in my papers. And I mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he liked it here. We moved here. And very quickly when I, when I came here, we moved off to uh, Boston okay. for, for about a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, came back here. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a dot com bust at that time in the two thousand right. mm-hmm. when my son was born. I was pregnant, in fact, in Boston with my son. We were pregnant, mm-hmm. and uh, we came back and uh, we began to rebuild our life because mm-hmm. it was quite a jolt. We had thought that we would, at least in the short term, be there. We, mm-hmm. we always wanted to come back. We're both the youngest of the family. We feel very strongly that we must be looking after our family and we should be there for the people who were there for us mm-hmm. while we were growing up. So we mm-hmm. were very clear that we didn't want to settle down abroad, but certainly it got cut short. So we came back mm-hmm. uh, and we rolled with those punches also. Mm-hmm. Um, the husband was working at that time. And in fact, uh, in that year, he took the jump and turned entrepreneur. Oh, okay. So that was a very scary phase. And I was like, really? We just had a son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do we want to be doing this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a hard, hard time. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, my sister had just been uh, diagnosed with cancer. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to be in Washington, D.C. with her. All of those dreams came crashing down. It was a hard, hard time. So that mm-hmm. one year was a really hard year, but I think we came out a bit stronger. Mm-hmm. He turned entrepreneur in that one, after that one year, just about after that one year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's, um, like I said, while I was sleeping, looking after the kids, my, my sabbatical term longer than I thought. It was seven years sabbatical, okay. seven long years. Mm-hmm. I had two kids mm-hmm. um, and I would sort of dabble in this and that. But, you know, I was so happy being the homemaker. And mm-hmm. it was not something I had ever done before. Right. Ever, ever. Mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed myself until I started climbing the walls and said, now I need to chop, chop, get back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once the kids were old enough, uh, I decided to. So I went back and I studied Malini. I went back to the IIMB, the um, okay. uh, management school here. And mm-hmm. I got a, uh, um, I got my certificate in uh, women entrepreneurship. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the only reason I did that was because I wanted that button that had turned off in my mind to switch on again. Mm-hmm. Validation. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to get into the groove mm-hmm. uh, and see if I still had it. While, while the face that you see is a very strong, confident face, inside I used to shake. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if I had it in me. And so of course, and of course, we went through the whole thing of, shall I be an interior decorator? Shall I open a boutique? Shall I do a little bit of tailoring? What should I do mm-hmm. now to manage, you know, the kids and the home and also take it easy. Mm-hmm. And I had a, I have a strong partner who sort of 
you know, is, is my partner in crime, really. We've grown together. And that's the lovely part of our, uh, of our marriage. We've just celebrated 25 years of being married uh, during Congratulations. lockdown. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we've, we've, we've grown together. Luckily, we've grown in the same direction together. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, he, so that, and that's what I mean. I had the luxury of choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had already in those seven years built uh, a small company, mm-hmm. an IT company. We were doing Touchwood fairly well. Mm-hmm. And now I had the luxury of choice to choose what I wanted to do. Mm. I chose not to work for anyone. Okay. I chose to take the higher, uh, to take the harder path, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Bangalore will remain a satellite town to communication. Yes, true. Delhi and Bombay by sheer virtue of being political, entertainment and financial capitals of the country. Right. Are news, are lend themselves to newsworthiness. Yes. And in that sense, any other place, any other place in India will always be a satellite feeder of news. Something interesting happens, it's covered. But otherwise, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't make news. Mm-hmm. Of course, Bangalore became the IT hub and all the rest of it while, while all of this was going on. But it, you know, it made, it made news in some circles, but not, it was not, every, you know, uh, what is that called? News flash, okay. right? Stop, mm-hmm. stop the press, press. news flash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That kind of news does, didn't, does not happen in Bangalore even now. Mm-hmm. So I was very, I, I did look Malini, I did look even before I had my uh, babies for, for that year, I thought, hmm, let me take on a job here and see what they have to offer. They didn't have much to offer. And I was actually caught <laughs> in a catch 22 situation. I would say, hey, I'll do anything you want me to do. And they would look at my resume and say, hmm, if her resume reads this, why does she want to do anything at all? Right. Then that means there's something, something wrong. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And I never got anything that my resume would have warranted mm-hmm. because the, the game was not big enough in Bangalore. Mm. Okay. So I decided that I was going to repackage my communication skills and open a communications company. And I did just that. Awesome. And, and that's what I, you've been doing all this time. And that is what I have been doing all this time. I've of course added all kinds of roles uh, as I went along. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, that is what I do. I have built very quietly. I'm not, I'm not a known figure in communications in Bangalore. Okay. I'm not. Okay. I think that that is, you know, one can very easily scale up very mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the luxury that I, that I afforded myself. I can say no to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so therefore the responsibility of doing good work lies squarely on my shoulders. Okay. Okay. So I gave myself that I, you know, it, it, it's my thing. I will do good work. Mm-hmm. Of course, in the beginning I did all kinds of work, mm-hmm. but I would not, I would not take on projects like advertising. And you will you do advertising? I'm like, no, I mm-hmm. no, I will not. Mm. I, I will make an advertising film. Okay. Um, my loss, maybe, but I, it's just the way I am. I was quite happy. And like I said, we had already an IT company where we were already doing well, right? Mm-hmm. So, so therefore, I say that I, I, I truly believe that if I had to sort of earn for the, for the family, I probably mm-hmm. would be singing another song. Right, 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 right. You have the luxury to do this your way. I have the luxury to do this my way. And I chose this way because I was quite clear that if I didn't get what, what, what I, what I was, what, what the marriage that I would, that I needed, then I would make my mark. Mm. Right. So, so at about 37, 38, I, learned the digital world my world was analog Malini mm-hmm. my world mm-hmm. was all analog mm-hmm. uh, so I learned the digital way I used to google in my little little room that I had when I was working in fact even before I went into office I remember the day my daughter went into nursery mm-hmm. that day I moved into an office until then, I used to work from home and my clients would not know that I was waiting at the main gate for her school bus to come and I would be talking Mm-hmm. shop and talking business on the phone mm-hmm. because they didn't need to know according to right. you know the work was getting done right but um i am the woman who has googled um things before i have gone out and asked my team to do it because 
the 23 year olds are, were so much smarter than me because they were technology natives and I was not. Yeah. 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 I know that feeling. So I've taught myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've taught myself. Mm-hmm. I've taught myself. I, I have uh, some fantastic work under my belt. I have some great clients who stayed with me for now 20 years. Wow. Um, and and uh, I, I do some very fulfilling work. I do some, I do my work quietly. Mm-hmm. I also do a lot of work for NGOs, okay. brand building, fund fundraising, mm-hmm. um, just getting their messaging, effective messaging out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't charge for it. So I'm quite happy that to, to earn and mm-hmm. to balance that and to do work that is really fulfilling for me. So I do a lot of communication, but very quietly. That's awesome. Now you do a lot of projects and I, you know, looking up in in your bio, I see, you know, you're, um, you're Yogini, you're a a brand ambassador for, uh, the Pinkathon ambassador and you have Mm -hmm. the hundred sorry project, which is my, oh, sorry, pact, which is my absolute favorite. So how is mine too? (laughs) How did, how did that all come about? How did that start? When I turned 40 money, I was, um, so a little bit of uh, achievement and over, I, I think it comes from being the youngest of, of, of a family that is fairly um, accomplished. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep saying, like, oh, oh my God, you know, I need to do something. I need to do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so that feeling may, may, have, may be coming from there. But when I was 40, I kind of sat down and said, okay, woman, now you're 40 and you've been sort of running in life. Uh, due to circumstances, mm-hmm. but now you have a little bit of breathing space. And because remember, I went back to work around 37. Right. So I took those three years to again, consolidate, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes that much time to build, a, to build a business. In mm-hmm. fact, I thought I built it quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, what do you want? To, what, who are you, Anju? Who are you? And the answer that comes to me, and I, and I say this often, my, my, my uh, cornerstone will read learner for life. Mm. And I thought that if I wanted to stay curious, mm-hmm. if I wanted to nurture my nature of inquiry, mm-hmm. I thrive in inquiry. I thrive mm-hmm. in it. Absolutely thrive in it then what can I do to, to, to keep this going? And I decided that day that I would learn one new thing every single year. That is so cool. That is till, really the time, till the time that I live, I will learn one new thing every year. Now, this new, this new thing doesn't have to be uh, earth shattering. Okay, mm-hmm. Not always. It can't be, right? Because mm-hmm. life happens. So it could be taking a salsa class. It could be... Just anything out, outside my comfort zone. It could be anything, literally. I, I retaught myself how to run. I always thought I run like Phoebe in Friends. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen that episode, but I retaught myself little, little things. Things we forget, right? When you're, when you're growing up and life has been busy and the, and the rest of your life is passing by, you're like, hey, um, I did that. I, I did a DJ course. <laughs> but I also did other things. I was very keen on getting my yoga certification. Okay. Yoga it, yoga becomes me. Okay. Uh, I am my best version on the mat. Mm-hmm. I like myself on the mat. I like who I am on the mat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I always wanted to do that. It was just a thing that I needed. And I also thought that to immerse in yoga at all, you have to do a teacher training course because there is no other way to immerse in yoga. You go to a class and you come back, but if right. you, if you, you know, mm-hmm. so I did that. Uh, Pinkathon came to me. Um, I knew Milind for a while from my television days, actually, mm-hmm. as much as you can know a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I discovered him in this new avatar of uh, empowering women. And it's something that's, that's so close to my heart. And now that you know my life story, you know that you know, women being strong and women being empowered and women having a voice is very important to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I sort of just rolled my sleeves and dug into that. Mm-hmm. I've helped build that brand very, very, um, very, very prolific brand now in India. And it's, it's India's only women run. So uh, we have, every city has about 10,000 women running on the day that we, that we run. And that's amazing. The stories are amazing of women Mm -hmm. suddenly realizing that Mm self-care and self-worth 
are so so deeply interlinked, right, Malini? Mm-hmm. We women tend to shortchange ourselves, don't oh, we? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and somehow, and and this you will understand. You've you've been abroad for very long, but I think every woman anywhere in the world will understand that self care is sometimes looked at being selfish. Yes. Yes, you How here too. You do this here too. Everywhere, I mean, it doesn't everywhere, matter where. Right? Yes, yes, it very much matter. so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so just having the gumption to say, even if it is to look after you better, that I have to look after myself. Even yes. if it's if that's the reason, and a lot of times for women, that's the reason that that's where they begin until it sort of kicks in and 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 that, and that, you know, physical health, physical well being. Uh, translates to a mental um, uh, push and trigger. Mm-hmm. That's yes. that's that, that that's that's very very. I mean, it's it's cathartic, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you see that change happen, it's amazing. So yes, pinkathon, and then the hundred sari pact. <laughs> the hundred sari pact. Um, in all humility, I must say, has been my greatest rich riches. I count in my greatest riches after my children being gone. Mm-hmm. I really do. It has, it has had that deep an impact on my life, on me, on changed me really. It's been five years since the hundreds I bet. Um, it started as an idea, like all good things start. Mm-hmm. I never thought, I, I never sat in my home and said, I shall do this. Mm-hmm. I shall unite the women. I, <laughs> nothing, no. <laughs> No, I have to be very honest about it. Nothing like that. Mm. I said, I'm going to wear my saris. And because I'm a storyteller, I'm going to tell the stories of my saris Mm -hmm. and join in ladies. Mm -hmm. Literally. That was my first post. Literally. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By the 12th or 14th day of the 100 Sari Pact, I knew I was onto something special. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I had to uh, grow up and take responsibility. Mm. Because the world had opened up to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world had woken up to the power of storytelling. Mm-hmm. The women had opened up to uh, the fact that they were the heroes of their stories. And their mm-hmm. stories must be told through the medium of the sari. Mm-hmm. So the Harusari Pact is actually, it, it was a pact between two, uh, two women. I, I, you know, this friend of mine happened to call on the phone and I, she said, what are you doing? And I said, I want to wear my saris. And I want to wear, said, okay, fine, let's do it. I said, okay, 100 saris this year? Okay, let's do it. Literally, this was a conversation. Uh, so the pact was between two women to wear uh, the sari 100 times uh, in that year of 2015. Mm-hmm. Women from all over the world made it their own. Mm-hmm. Made it their own pact. Mm-hmm. Uh, some wore 20, some wore 10, some wore one, some didn't wear any. Mm-hmm. And still were the audience uh, to, to, to the storytelling that was happening. Mm-hmm. What was happening was very powerful. I think mm. women, and that too on social media, huh? mm. uh, social media, of course, amplified the message for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, something, a, a, a wave of positivity that happened that year of women coming together, women supporting women. My gosh, that hashtag is so, so, so relevant now. Mm. Um, yes. But, uh, you know, every storyteller needs an audience. Yes. Right? You yes. want your story to be heard. Yes. Uh, you want the validation, the endorsement that comes from that. And this was not just one kind of woman. This was homemakers, teachers, lawyers, doctors, scientists, runners, um, women from all over the world who were opening their cupboards and saying, I have the sari. And so often it was, what story of mine should I tell today? Mm. What moment should I relive Today, what shall I take strength from? Mm-hmm. Not all stories were happy stories, I have to say. And not all stories have to be happy stories. Right. Uh, you, you can't be gaga happy all the time. That would mm-hmm. just be silly. Mm-hmm. But they were blissful. Mm-hmm. And, they were, and they were challenging. And they, some, some of them challenged authority. Some, some of them challenged stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And made us think, made us reflect inflection points. So mm-hmm. many inflection points from stories that you hear from other women. You see a little bit of yourself in it and you say, hmm, how would I do this? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So it, it got that, it got that going for women from all over the world. And it united us in such a 
beautiful movement really mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. till today i get messages just day before yesterday i got a message saying new york is opening up and we've decided to meet socially distanced boston sent me a photo saying here's a photo of my backyard and they're all sitting in in chairs and there's some beautiful sarees telling stories mm-hmm. someone else sends me something and says anju you know um i've built friendships that will last me a lifetime thanks to this and that is what happened yes. people found their their niche Mm-hmm. people found their their friends mm-hmm. not everyone is my friend and not everyone has to be my friend right but but they found their own they found their own tribes mm-hmm. there were little little tribes of commonalities of common interests or of mm-hmm. common you know oh you're from kanpur i'm from kanpur you know you know mm-hmm. how it is right 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 so this is so powerful for you that not so only powerful. not only that you you literally had the whole world unite um because of the sari and the stories but you were also in you did a tedx talk you did a ted talk even sharukh khan you met him and he also did he gift you a sari what yes, was that story he did. <laughs> <laughs> i did the ted talk ted actually uh, decided to come to india and do um, a ted talk on television mm-hmm. it was it is called ted talk nay so they've done it once in canada and now in india uh and um, so you know i just got this call in may i remember of, of 2017 saying you know we're calling from tehran i'm a i'm a i'm a researcher and and i kept saying yeah yeah okay sahil i remember sahil is a friend now mm-hmm. he said yeah okay sahil i really thought he was calling me for some connection in bangalore you know and because i am that person i am a connector of people in that sense you know okay. in, uh, two friends will meet and and i'll say okay you know she does this you, you do this Mm-hmm. see if you can find a synergy go away be kind to each other you're both my friends you know mm-hmm. I, i kind of tend to connect people uh many times i i i find people reach out to me for that mm-hmm. um and i thought this was a cold call for that and he said let's mm-hmm. talk about the hundred side pack i said hmm mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we spoke uh, we had a be- i had a beautiful time um writing the script distilling my thought it was also great to gain perspective from a distance mm-hmm. in that year it was relentless mm-hmm. you can imagine right beautiful mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. relentless mm-hmm. it had given me a little bit of time to just uh sit down and watch and and absorb what just what had happened in that year um and learn from it mm-hmm. and i put all of that into my ted talk and then we were told of course closer to to the shooting that was happening in bombay that mr sharukh khan would be presenting it and we were like all right fine you know he's going to go do his thing we're going to do our thing they're going to sort of um stitch it together mm-hmm. all right fine great until two days before the shooting and i we got all invited in three days before the shooting we had to do our um practice and you know stage and all the rest and we were told oh you know mr khan is actually going to be talking to you uh, after your talk and we were like um and what are the questions he said no, no we don't know he's decided mm. that he wants to talk to all of the all of the people telling stories about what he hears he wants mm. to take it extempo mm. we were like oh my god all right fine not enough stress later on mm-hmm. um i finished my talk i had my mother in the audience i had my daughter my son and my husband in the audience my niece it was so lovely and some some of the sari factors were in the audience also some of some some of them from bombay mm-hmm. it was beautiful it was beautiful i really um it 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 it, it was a perfect day mm-hmm. it was a perfect day. it all came came out well mm-hmm. yeah this i delivered well i thought Mm-hmm. and then this man comes up and starts talking about his mother and his sari story and it was so nice that he showed us all um and it actually showed me the power of the hundred sari pact it makes mm-hmm. people tell their stories so many men have told me their sari stories mm-hmm. men are not um, strangers to the sari right no, certainly no, not no. in the indian diaspora no, yeah no, no. Mm-hmm. yeah so he he gave us a glimpse of a little boy missing his mom mm-hmm. really Mm-hmm. and he said i have something for you and i was like oh okay i was i don't know if you've seen the ted talk but i look very confused when he says that and <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, i remember looking at my husband my husband is like just be cool <laughs> i can i can see him sort of saying that to me like what the hell is happening here why can't i just leave the stage and go away i just finished my talk mm-hmm. 
And he came up with this gift and gave it to me. And as I was walking away, I was like, all right, fine, Star TV. You've got that moment. You know, like mm-hmm. they, they bring out somebody from the past and you right, find right, this right. and you cry. You know, that moment, the television moment has to be done. Mm-hmm. I, anyway, I took it in my stride. I was, I was very overwhelmed, of course, the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, they had done something like that. And I was walking back and saying, okay, fine. And the producer happened to come down and say, Andrew, fantastic. We'd really love to deliver. Oh, you know, it was just a nice pep talk. They were doing it for all of us. And I said, thank you. That was a lovely gesture to, uh, for you to give me a sari through Mr. Khan. Thank you mm. so much. I mean, I, I'm so, I, I'm overwhelmed. Mm. And then she said, um, and then she was going to say something. And she walked away because someone called her. And then we were asked to come on stage after the whole thing and take photos with him because they wanted press photos, blah, blah, blah. Just as I was stepping back on the red dot mm-hmm. to be, to, to be uh, in the same frame as him, the producer tapped me on the shoulder and said, Andrew, I just wanted to tell you, the sari is not from Star TV. It's from Mr. Shah Rukh Khan. Oh, wow. And I was like, okay, now you can clean me off the floor. <laughs> and they said, okay, now go take your photo. So I, I didn't know what to do, Malini. I, mm. I, it, was, it was quite the moment. Uh-huh. I walked up on the red dot and I said, um, Shah Rukh, I mean, you know, it, it seems like the sari is from you. Mm. I, I'm, I don't know what to say, but thank you. Mm. And he said, you know, aapne maa ki yaad diladi. Aww. Which translates to, you reminded me about, about my mother, mm-hmm. you know, about all, all about my mom who, and his mother uh, wore the sari all the time. Mm-hmm. So this and was his mother's had, sari. So this was his mother's sari? No, 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 Okay. No, no, no. It was, it was a new sari. It was, okay. It, it was is a new sari. sari. Okay. No. I would but, love to have his mother's sari, but no. <laughs> okay. All right. No. But just, I just that was such so, a uh, that was such a thoughtful gesture, though. That was so nice. It? Yes. It? So apparently, when the team had gone to him to sort of whatever run him through the episodes, mm-hmm. and they talked about the, the hundred sari pact, mm-hmm. and he said, um, "Can I bring this lady a gift?" Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Yeah, you're Shah Rukh Khan. You can do what you want. Mm-hmm. We'll arrange for the sari. So mm-hmm. if you want to give her the sari, he said, no, no, I'll do it." Wow. And um, I think the day we were, sh- the, the, the a day before we were shooting, they had gone to him and said, sir, you wanted to give her a sari, we'll arrange for it, mm. you know? Mm. And he said, no, it's all done. Oh, wow. And it was so beautifully packed, Malini. Someone had taken pains to really, really make it special. And I, right. you know, that's what I mean. The power of the pack. You see, he wasn't giving it to Anju. You have to understand right. this. Right, 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 he right. doesn't know me, right? No, He's not no. giving it to, oh, let me give Anju a sari. He's giving the sari to the 100 sari pack right. lady because right. he connected with it. And yes. Isn't that just beautiful? Isn't oh, yeah. So, you know, the sari belongs to the 100 sari pack. I've said this so often that... Yeah. Um, I, I humbly accept on behalf of the Hunter Side Pact, on behalf of every woman. Yeah. Of course, I got many, many looks that day, and all of the <laughs> participants of my of my two shows, including um, the, the the women's captain uh, of the cricket team, they all looked at me and said, "He didn't give us any gift." <laughs> I was like. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, but you're the chief no nurturer. So, yeah, no you got me. Oh that is, that is awesome. So that, many is such, that is such an amazing story. I love, I love the power of the storytelling yes. that it attracted, you know, it attracted a movie star in Bollywood who didn't even know you, but the power of the story reminded him of his mother that prompted him to gift you a sorry. And I think that is such an amazing story you know the power of the story is just amazing that's so humbling so humbling. yes yes that's incredible so going back you have you have made such an impact you have had so many stories you have had touched so many people's hearts you know with the story with the 100 sorry pact um when you go back and think about your life so far knowing all that you have you know, what what you know now and all that you have done so far, is there anything that you wished you would have done differently or learned? You know, you know I mean, of course you are basically a product of, or a conglomeration of all your experiences, yes. right? But yes. knowing what you know now, is there anything you would have gone back and changed or something that you would have, you know, done a little bit differently, you think? Any skill or anything so, that you would have um, said? Or... So I think up until the 
up until my mid twenties, late twenties, uh, Balani, I was just hitting the ground running. It was survival. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pure survival uh, mm-hmm. because of the circumstances that I was in and then television, it was again, a, a different kind of survival, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, being a young woman in, in television, in learning new things, proving yourself, mm-hmm. different kind of survival, but survival it, it, up until the mid late twenties, it was survival. Mm-hmm. And then I changed track so quickly from being this professional woman to becoming a mother. So I call it two lifetimes. I've actually mm-hmm. lived two lifetimes in this one lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, my, my, my before life, before my children and after. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, I've had a very fulfilling life even before my children. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's been mm-hmm. a very fulfilling career. I've learned so much. I mean, it, the kind of exposure that I've had is amazing. It defined mm-hmm. who I am today. Mm-hmm. So, uh, do I have anything different to tell uh, that person? Um, no, I, I think she did the best of what she what was uh, what was given to her, mm-hmm. uh, and, and I think that she did well. In mm-hmm. fact, sometimes I look back and say, "Wow, mm-hmm. how did I survive that?" Mm-hmm. You know. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's just you know a fight or flight mode, right? They say, right. Mm-hmm. and I was I was in full fight mode, I think, mm-hmm. in, in making uh, as gracefully as I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure I made mistakes. I'm very certain of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as gracefully as I could, I was making, making, my, making uh, a place for myself under the sun. That's um, after that, mm-hmm. you know, I also mentor younger youngsters in their, in their, um, in their work life. I'm okay. also a mentor for women, mainly women. I like, I like mentoring women because there's so many things that I think I can share with them, mm-hmm. but also men, mm-hmm. um, and women for sure in a second innings, coming back in a second innings. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I tell them, the one thing that I would change if I could, though I, I, I hope that my kids remember <laughs> when they grew up. I would not have taken that longer break. Mm. Okay. I would not have taken that longer break. I'd say this to my daughter often. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's just 16, but I, I often tell her that she must, if, if she wants to work, mm-hmm. don't let anything come in the middle of that. Mm. I feel like I have to work very hard to come back and prove myself more to myself, Malini, mm-hmm. than to the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, because so much changed when I came back. Oh, yes. In seven years, the oh, world yeah. had changed. People were talking, uh, they were talking in English, but it was a different language. Mm-hmm. 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 I didn't know, I didn't understand things. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very intelligent woman. Mm-hmm. So I... I immediately took to mentoring because I can only imagine mm-hmm. what other women who may not be as strong go through mm-hmm. when they're coming back into a second innings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. And therefore I'm a big, big, big champion of mentorship. Mm-hmm. So would I change something? I would probably not have taken such a long break from work. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now you said you said you have. And I a say si- this only because I'm a working woman. And yes. I'm not saying this for a homemaker who chooses to be a homemaker. That's perfectly okay. Right. Uh, I'm saying this for someone who uh, who um, I revel in being a working woman. I, mm-hmm. I revel at my work. Mm-hmm. I, I I enjoy my work. Mm-hmm. So so you you said your your daughter is sixteen, and yes, and, she and, is. and she looks up to you. She's you know. Either, either with rolling her eyes or with a- absolute um, awe. Either way, depending on the mood, I'm sure. But what would you tell your daughter? You know, what are some of the lessons that you've learned that you want your daughter to know, so that she wouldn't have she wouldn't have to think about it too much because she knows it will work. What are some of the lessons that you would tell her? Hmm. So straight off the bat, one thing I would tell her, which may not be a lesson, but it it is something that I feel like I missed in my growing up Mm -hmm. and my life till today, till today, I miss it. Mm -hmm. I miss a home and I want to tell my children, no matter where they are, there will always be a home for them. 
Mm. We've built that, my husband and I together for, mm. for them. Okay. Uh, and I don't just mean the four walls. You know right, what I'm saying. Right, I mean, right, I, I, right. I, you know, a place, a, a place to come home to, mm-hmm. uh, a heart to come home to. I, I want them to to know that. And with that, Malini, it unleashes confidence. Yes. It just, it's just, it's just amazing to know that. And I hope that they know that. I hope that they know that. Um, what lessons would I, you know, and I would give the same lessons to my son. I'm sorry, but not just yeah, my yeah, daughter. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Don't settle. Never settle. Um, having said, bend, not break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, you know, I've said that earlier in my in, in in our talk. But when I say settle, I mean. Uh, and I say this very often, even in my mentoring, I think everyone, especially the youngsters, need to know their non-negotiables. Not what they can do. They need to know what they will not do. Mm. I want them to know very strongly what they will not do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, want, I want them to be able to not settle on that. What else would I tell her? I would tell her to be, and him, and I worry about this generation sometimes. Yes, this is me too. Always on technology. <laughs> yes. I would tell them to nurture relationships. Oh, yes. Very important. I would tell them to do that. I, I would be half, I would be a very small person if I did not acknowledge that I have been surrounded by amazing teachers. Uh, amazing teachers I have absorbed I have learned I have grown from them mm -hmm. and I want my children to have that uh, circle of influence Mm -hmm. uh, in their lives and not be cut off and looking into a phone or looking into a a computer all the time this generation tends to do that you know my sister and I um, we often joke that our our kids these teenagers have been preparing for COVID from the time they were born right Yes. <laughs> you know, close your door, stay yeah. indoors, physical mm-hmm. distancing, everything online. There mm-hmm. you go. That's mm-hmm. my kid. Um, so I would tell them to nurture relationships. I don't think that they, I don't think this generation realizes the value of relationships yet. Mm. It's a hard one because their world is, is all online. Online, yes. They would rather yeah. text than call, you know. True, yeah. true. True. And they would rather call than go see somebody. Yeah. So. <laughs> and you know, all of us, right? Yeah. I mean, we are a nuclear family. We don't have uh, elders staying with us. Mm. Sometimes it's, 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 it's nice to have an elder in the house. They, mm-hmm. they learn differently. The children learn differently. Right. Uh, I've seen that with my friends also, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, if there's a grandmother or a grandfather or an uncle or something, and, in, and you know, in India, people live with, with, with family, you know, that. right. Right. Um, you know, some of those kids grow up differently. They are, they are more resilient. They are more, less entitled, more sharing. Yeah. So I want both my children to be, to value relationships. I think that's very important. That's good. And I think that I would leave them with what my mother left me, but in a very different way. And I, and I think that this, this I have um, imbibed, they have imbibed from me. Mm -hmm. I want them to study. I do. And luckily they both want to <laughs> because it, it, it doesn't matter what you want. It, it only matters what, what they want. Right. But I, 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 I think learning um, really shouldn't ever stop. I it shouldn't. I, I hate the word expert. Mm. It means you stop growing. Mm. And I hope that they continue to learn. I think it's, it's a fascinating journey of learning Uh, Once you decide that you will be a learner of life, I would like them to do that. That is awesome. And I think that that works for everybody. You never really stop learning. There's so much in this world to learn. And it only comes from being open to learning, right? Open. I mean, and you know, it's not learning from books and learning from this. It's about, you know, learning to to negotiate, learning to have a relationship, learning to have a healthy relationship with yourself, all Mm -hmm. of those learnings, right? So Mm -hmm. I, yeah, I just want them to be happy. I want them to find their happy. I think happiness is underrated. Nobody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be successful. (laughs) 
Yes. I no. don't think they realize the difference. Yeah. And, and it's, it's also, they're products of the society we live in, right? Yes. I agree. They've seen their parents work very hard All to right. give them what, what uh, they have given them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, it, 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 it's, it's a vicious cycle, right? That yes. we, we've all perpetrated in our lives. And mm-hmm. now that we are sort of stabilized, one would like them to realize that there's more. There's more. Money doesn't make you happy. No, no, it doesn't. Mm. But it's no, a commodity. This, yes, yeah. it's, it's just a byproduct of everything that you do. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that's all my gyan for my kids. <laughs> I hope they're going to listen. <laughs> I hope they're going to listen. I hope so. I well, hope thank so. you. I thank you so much, Anju. This was, this was amazing. I am so glad I got to hear all of this. And I can't wait to hear what other people have to say after hearing your story. So thank you thank so you much so for being much, on the Malini. show. Thank you, Malini, for having me. I hope I wasn't all over the place. I hope you make sense of this. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening and don't forget to subscribe. And if you love the show, please leave a review. Just remember, you could be one story away from being inspired.